Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar and Nancy Gruzy. There's no deeper hurt than hurt that is inflicted by someone we love. Opening up to the vulnerability of love also leaves us open and exposed when we are disappointed or betrayed by the one we trusted the most. In the aftermath, we are left with a choice. We can cut ourselves off from the risk of a relationship, or we can choose and learn the freedom of forgiveness. Our friend Trish Franco joins us for today's conversation, How Do I Forgive My Loved One? and welcome to The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, Nancy, here with the founder and author of Journey to Wholeness, Pastor Becky Alcantar. Hello, everyone. Hello, Becky. And as Becky mentioned earlier, our guest today is Trish Franco. How are you, Trish? I'm great. How is everybody doing? We're great. We're great. <laughs> we're awesome. I'm just, I'm excited that you're here today because you're a facilitator. Yes, I you're am. You're a journey to wholeness mm-hmm. facilitator, which She's means... Like OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like as a facilitator, you like, you really know a journey to wholeness. Yes. <laughs> you, you've probably been through the ringer yourself. Always. <laughs> and I feel like the t-shirt is what? Journey we, Jedi. Yeah, journey, journey Jedi. And oh, what's one. the other one? Um, we lead it because we need it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we lead it because we need it. Yeah. That's but a, I'm, that's I'm still job. waiting on that Journey Jedi one, though. <laughs> that that one, yeah, that one would be so fun. Because there is, there is like a little, I, I wouldn't say it's a secret, but you, I mean, you guys, your facilitators are, Jedis. you are Jedis. <laughs> you just know the right questions to ask yeah. and the right way to get to the heart of yeah. the topic. Well, and I think we're just, they're Jedi's because they have actually walked through. Like mm-hmm. every single Journey Holmes facilitator is someone who came with a need and a willingness to really dig deep and to understand what it was that was affecting them. And mm-hmm. and maybe they weren't conscious or knew really what they were getting into when they <laughs> um, came into the program. I think early on, I say, you know, Trish is an OG because she was there from the very first session mm-hmm. where we were really trying to determine what this was is it a life group is it a program is it a a class you know and it evolved with the help of our OGs into mm-hmm. what has become today and so I honestly um, would say that it's just a culmination of a, a group of of people's willingness to really start to explore and to mm-hmm. be vulnerable and transparent about the things that I think for a long time, we just kept within ourselves and ran circles around because we really didn't know how mm-hmm. how to address them, how to approach them. We didn't have the tools. And and it just takes um, some willingness, I think, to say, okay, I'm going to choose wisely a group of people to be um, just honest with and let's see what happens. Let's see what uh, comes out of that. Mm-hmm. And what came out of that was journey to wholeness. So. Yeah, so and cool. it's been beautiful to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to be a part of yes. and participate in. And how many groups have you led? Oh, I think a I've lot. lost count. Yeah, really? That's so good. That's though. so funny. Like, I actually, that's awesome. uh, Tiffany asked me, she's another one of her facilitators. Mm-hmm. She asked me how many had she led it. Had I'm, she like, led? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And so I actually looked it up so I could look up yours. Um, and she yeah. had less, she's led seven groups, seven, wow. 12 week Groups. Think of the lives. I would say I, I would say it's probably ten or above. Yes, yeah. because mm-hmm. you um, were involved really early on when we didn't have um, like the registration set up. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it was, yes, all, that it too. was all pen and paper at that point. No, I think we were using a different program that <laughs> will remain unnamed. Yeah. Um, but also, we just were doing it in a little bit different format yeah. where yeah. we kind of came together and facilitators all um, led discussion, which we went back to during pandemic. Yep, so yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a great, um, I guess, what would you call that? Like a, not a flashback or yeah. kind of a retro session <laughs> of <laughs> retro old school. Old and school retro. Yeah. Session. And I, I enjoyed the retro yeah. session. It was, it was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Just, Just a larger, actually we, we adopted that again in the format. So a journey homes format um, is usually about eight individuals with a facilitator so that you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to get to know your group and to share um, and have enough time to do that. And um, during pandemic, it seems like counterintuitive, but <laughs> we actually uh, just picked a location, had one one teacher and then multiple facilitators in the same room. 
Um, and it would seem like that wouldn't make wow. sense during that time to have more people in a room. And yet, um, I think during that time, people really just needed people mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the context for 12 weeks, you know, we were our own small mm-hmm. circle. Um, and really, I, I think we kind of got through that whole thing in the clear. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> yeah. And so I think we're all being cautious enough otherwise. Yeah, for because sure. Because we wanted to be able to be there from week to week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. God's favor yeah. was on it because <laughs> that could have gone a different way in yeah. so many ways. So, um, but I, I think for me, and it's the reason why we have to share today is that um, each week we have a different topic that we focus on. And um, one of the hardest weeks, which we actually moved in the curriculum because we used to talk about it early on, like the second or third week. And mm-hmm. and people were not ready for that. Like, don't talk to me about forgiving <laughs> people and especially not my loved ones for very good reason. Um, that we had to move it to the end of the course where, okay, let's talk about all the topics first mm-hmm. and then introduce you this idea that forgiveness is... Um, necessary really if we want to have and live a whole life and Trish is uh, my model for that in that she um, that's her story and so I'll let her tell it (laughs) yes yes Um, so forgiveness was um, I think when I first started coming to life church um, I had been away from church for a while and I had been divorced and I was just surviving you know, and I think that's that's what we do when we get stuck in those situations when um, we're holding on to um, unforgiveness, a bitterness in our heart. We just get stuck and we can't move forward. Mm-hmm. And going through um, balanced heart and mind, which what journey um, was before journey was journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I came to a point where I had to walk through um, some unforgiveness with my ex-husband. It's easy when you get divorced. It's always the other person's fault. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I I was just at that point where um, I was just muddling through life. And I I had gone through this this, process. Better balanced heart mind uh, group, and it opened up that window. And I always, I, I, I have to give Pastor Sean credit to where credits due, mm-hmm. um, because that December he preached his White Christmas series. I mean, this is like seven; yeah. it'll be seven years. This yeah. wow. um, talk about OG here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and I honestly, I don't even remember what the topic was. Yeah. But it was, and it probably was on forgiveness because that was brought up in there. But he said in that, you don't want fair. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get stuck in, in needing um, where we, we want uh, the other person to come and apologize to us. But yet we forget what we've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was just something that really stuck with me. And at that moment, it was like the Holy Spirit was on me. You need to start work. Uh, you, you need to ask your ex-husband for forgiveness. Because when we divorced, I was the one that asked for the divorce. I was, I mean, I was just, I pulled the knife out and stabbed him in the back. And I said, we're done. There's no going back. Mm-hmm. And so he did get hurt in that situation too because I he didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I actually he uh, was overseas at the time and um, I typed up this email and I cried through the whole thing, mm-hmm. cried, cried, cried. Um, be, and it wasn't so much um, what I was typing; mm-hmm. it was that relief. Mm-hmm of getting it out, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, once I, I I got that going, then God's like, you know, you need your kids. Your kids were um, little at the time. Yeah. And um, my my oldest son, he was away in the, in the military and he was the oldest when we got divorced. So he, I would say, would have the most trauma mm-hmm. um, because of it. And, you know, I, I just, I, I got a hold of him and I said, hey, I'm really, really sorry that you got hurt when mm-hmm. we got divorced. 
And, you know, he's like, mom, you know, you're forgiven a long time ago. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, saying, you know, those things that I needed to hear too. Um, And later on that day, my other kids were at school and I'm like, okay, well, I got to apologize to them too. And, you know, God is so, he, he just, he, when you know you need to do it, he's not going to let you finish <laughs> until you're finished. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and I had gone back to work that afternoon. I'm a school bus driver. So um, I went and did my route. My, my, my kids were home already. And I was like, yeah, I don't really need to apologize to them. They were small. They were like, you know, they don't two, remember. four, yeah. six. Yeah. They don't remember. And uh, so I, I put my car in the garage and I ro- walked into the house and I opened up the door um, into the kitchen and my three kids are standing there with their arms wrapped around each other and like, hey, mom, we just wanted to welcome you home and stuff. And that was to me God's Ooh, way of saying, wow. hey, you need to finish this. You yeah. need to. Uh, and and I just started. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I started crying. I said, kids, I'm so sorry that you guys got hurt. Um, when we got divorced and, you know, and I'm crying and they're like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, and I say that too, that this is where we get stuck in our life. Um, When I got divorced, I was just in this, I mean, probably five years where I was just existing. Mm -hmm. You know, you get up in the morning, go to work, wasn't doing anything bad, wasn't doing anything, um, you know, overly good, just existing, Mm -hmm. you know, just going about your life. And, you know, looking back now, I know it was because I was stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, There was forgiveness that needed to be had. It needed to be um, given. Um, And I can say this too, that I never got that apology from my ex-husband for his part. Mm -hmm. But, and I think that's what we look for Mm -hmm. when, um, we need uh, to go through that process. It's not always going to be where you're going to get that apology. Sometimes God is going to ask you to forgive somebody or have you apologize to somebody, mm-hmm. and it's going to be between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, between you and God. Between you and God. Versus you and the other person. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And still to this day, you haven't received that no. apology. No. And it, it just won't happen. Probably not because, yeah. and and that's the thing too. I think when we get into the places of our lives where somebody hurt us, mm-hmm. they've gone on with their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gone on, he's gotten married and, yeah. you know, he actually had a couple of kids um, that are a year and a half now. And we, um, you know, there's no animosity between us now mm-hmm. or, or, you know, uh, it, it never was that... Um, where, you know, some people get divorced and it's just toxic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he's gone on with his life. And I think, um, so to him, it doesn't even occur to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of times yeah. I think that's where people get stuck because they're waiting on that person to yeah. make that move. Right. And most of the time they don't even know that they hurt you. Um, so they don't make that move. Um, mm-hmm. They've gone on with their life. They're... Um, they're oblivious to it. Right. And yet we hold on to those things. So I think even like going through journey um, and be being a facilitator, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to live and die bet whether I get this apology mm-hmm. from him. Right. My life is going to go on. I'm not going to sit there and, and right. sit in bitterness because he didn't do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you did, you would be robbing yourself. Exactly. If you stayed there. Yeah. I, I love how you say that because literally when we live in unforgiveness, we are putting into another person's hands our future. Mm-hmm. They're dictating whether or not we're going to live in joy or sorrow or anger or resentment or grief. And, and really they don't have an awareness that that's what they're holding. Um and there may be exceptions to that because I can just hear someone protesting right now as they're listening <laughs> that no, they did this on purpose and they uh, purposefully do these things to hurt me and to hold it over me. Um, but quite honestly, and we say this often, no one has that authority over you. Um, you are still making a choice whether or not you're allowing that to impact you. And 
the reason why it feels like someone else is in control is because you're not yet aware of the things that trigger you, uh, the hurts and the pains and the sufferings and the difficulties that have impacted you that are making you feel or react or uh, perceive that this person does have that hold over you. And in fact, they may have that hold over you if you've given them that authority by saying, well, I'm not going to let this go until I get this, that, or the other. Well, you can be waiting a lifetime because they're not aware of it. They have, like you said, moved on. And so I have to look at why is it that I perceive that this person has this uh, impact on me and then what is it that I need to address or or heal or clear up or um, work on so that that's not true any longer? I need to know who I am and what I am capable of and what direction I want to go. And so that's actually the definition of forgiveness is it's a choice that you make, a commitment to focus on the future and not allow your mind to be obsessed with past offenses or unmet expectations. I can be in a holding pattern for a really long time if I am waiting for someone else to do something for me that I haven't even communicated to them. Like, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have never communicated that I need this apology from right. you. Now, you may not have reciprocity in that, right? The person may be like, well, I'm never going to give it to you. So then why do you continue to wait on them to do that? Yeah. So even getting that answer, getting that response, the thing that we assume is going to happen if we would go there, <laughs> would still be a deciding factor for us. Okay, now I know that for sure. Instead of being fearful of something I'm imagining may happen or may not happen. So now I've taken control back into my own hands. And so, you know, I just, I just, I can remember it like it's yesterday um, when uh, Trish came and told me, you know, like I, I had to ask forgiveness and it was really her going, here was my part in it. Mm -hmm. And this is what I have control and authority over. I can't control that part, even if he is to blame. Even I have to look at what is my part? What? How can I release myself from this? And then she went all in. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this like snowball effect of wow. one thing after another, which I believe in just knowing her from that point on has made all the difference. Wow. Um, it literally has changed every dynamic. And I know the significance of those tears um, because our friend Trish here is a solid rock. And so for emotion, um, for her to release emotion and honor that and give space for that um, is a huge step uh, and has been part of her journey in logically I know these things, I can mm. go through these things, but have I engaged my emotional side so that I can grieve these things so that I can let them go? And if you're having trouble letting something go, if someone has hurt you and you feel like it's just bound up inside of you, it's probably because it is. Because I can imagine that you're tense in your muscles and that your your chest is constricted and your stomach hurts and your back is tight and you're holding on to these hurts as a way to be vigilant so that you don't get hurt like that again. And yet what that does is create walls and prevents you from actually engaging in the fullness of relationships that you have around you who want to get more intimate with you, who want to know you better, who want to grow in relationship with you. And you have your arm kind of out where you're stiff arming them a little bit because you're fearful that that thing will happen again. Um, we don't move on. We don't experience anything without the lessons of it. But we don't move on without the lessons of it if we take the time to actually spend, a, uh, give attention to it and spend time in it so that we understand it. And I think that's what keeps us from moving forward. Have I actually spent time in this to understand it fully? Have I invited wise counsel um, and and go? have I been to places like Journey to Wholeness where I can look at this and I can go through the treasure in the trash so I can keep the treasures that I earned in that mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. I earned them, so I want to keep them. But instead, what we do is we avoid everything. Um, and it's because we haven't taken the time to know. Mm -hmm. Now that I know, I'm equipped. That's not going to happen again because I have grown in wisdom and knowledge. And I can be confident in that and confident in myself. Why? Because I've taken that authority back into my own hands. I haven't left it in someone else's hands waiting for the day mm -hmm. that maybe they would come around on that. And I know we're holding on to that expectation that mm -hmm. that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And and really, again, is it uncommunicated? Or maybe you have, um, but you've communicated in a way where it wasn't in a productive conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> this is one thing that I had wrote down as it, 
I wrote down the blame game makes me powerless to change. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we're still blaming everybody, we can't change. We can't have that movement we need. No. Because we don't take our own ownership of our part. I think part of it is that, and like Becky alluded to, is that we got to start exploring our stories. Mm-hmm. When we explore our stories, when we know our stories, we understand. I understand, Nancy, that you have a story too. Mm-hmm. And I understand that Becky has a story. Mm-hmm. And those stories that you have, those life experiences, um, have uh, shaped you. Shaped you. Mm-hmm. And so how you react to one thing is different from how I react. Mm-hmm. Um, how you where somebody says something to you, you may not take offense to it, but maybe I will because Mm -hmm. of my story. And I think when we start exploring our stories and we know that other people have stories, we can Mm -hmm. um, have that empathy Mm -hmm. that, okay, what happened in their life that Mm -hmm. made them this way? Um, One of my daughters works at Crick Trip and, um, you know, sometimes she comes in and she's like, people are so angry and (laughs) they get so mad about this stuff. And, you know, I... You know, and, and at that point, and, and even too, when you're having conversations with people, you can either join them and say, yeah, that person is, you know. <laughs> That's the worst. Blankety, yeah. blankety, blank, yeah. right? Right. And so, uh, so when she talks to me about things like that, I said, well, you don't know what's going on in their life. It doesn't excuse their behavior. Right. But you look at people in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I like to tell, especially if I'm talking to young people. Like most of that has nothing to do with you, right? Yeah. If someone comes yeah. in and they're in a bad mood and they're short-tempered or impatient, that really has nothing to do with you. That's what's going on. Most of that experience is happening inside of them. Um, they didn't come in going, oh, here's this girl and I'm going <laughs> to pinpoint her and <laughs> take it out on her. It's just this is the bind. This is the knot. This is the yeah. chaos. That they live in. And and like you said, like the empathy and compassion just rises as you become more aware of how your unforgiveness or the hurt in your life had you in that same place. And as I work through it, I just, you know, I just want to tell everybody. You know, Beth Moore says that too. <laughs> like once I found this stuff out about Jesus, I had to tell everybody. And that's really how I have felt about um, understanding just ourselves and our inner workings and how our brain works and how our emotions work and and how there are really tools available to us when we understand them, when we get the, um, the instruction manual about it, that once I understand how this operates, because it's consistent, right? God created us all in his image. And so that means that if I look to God, I understand more about my inner workings and I understand then about yours as well. Mm-hmm. And when I can get to that place, now I have compassion for you. Now I feel for the place that you're in because I see myself. I see where I've been in that. And I know of someone uh, or the one who has had compassion for me. And so the Bible says to forgive as God forgives us, right? And that's that. You don't want it to be fair. Yeah, you don't want <laughs> you don't fair, want Pastor it. No, I Sean, want you quote, to unquote. make him pay. But yeah. look away when I, like, you know, don't Do, behave like I should. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and it's not I don't behave like I should because I'm a bad person. It's mm-hmm. I behave in these ways because something happened. Mm-hmm. And now... um now that has caused me to be protective, to be um, a little, you know, cold or a little um, abrupt, right? All in an effort to cope with the hurt and the the scars that we still carry that haven't quite healed yet mm-hmm. because we haven't learned how to care for those scars that are in us. Um, and And the most effective way to close up and heal those scars is in forgiveness. Can I get past the misconceptions that um, if I forgive someone, then I'm forgetting what happened? No, that's was, not true. That's what I was going to say. Well, that's the that's the thing, right? Forgive and forget. Right. That's what everybody right. says. Yeah. Forgive and forget. I, I say forgive but never forget, no. right? <laughs> because yeah. I, I want to keep the treasures that I gain in that right. experience. But I also want to keep the the knowledge and the wisdom that I attain in those. And so, yeah, but uh, not forgetting doesn't mean that you're holding on to that. 
Right. Either. Right. I have to forgive. I can't carry the pain of it. Mm -hmm. If it still stings when I think of it or talk about it or I get worked up, then I haven't Mm -hmm. quite forgiven. But I can remember. I want to remember the lessons. I want to pass those on to other people. Hey, Mm -hmm. I went through this situation and here's how I walked through that. Here's the mistakes I made, but here's what I did and here's what I learned. Mm -hmm. And life, like you said, is about growing, right? It's about growing and taking those things and, and using them for good. And I think that's what forgiveness lets you do. Uh, it's not forgetting what happened. And it's not implying that the pain they caused was no big deal, right? So I'm not pretending like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. No, that hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, don't don't say that. It's okay. Right. When, mm. No, it's not okay. No, it's Acknowledge not okay. that you were hurt mm-hmm. and that there are feelings, but you also are accountable to process your feelings and right. work through those emotions. Right. A lot of times uh, we want to bury stuff. And, you know, actually I just had someone say that to me today and I want to, you know, it was in a different context. It wasn't a journey home context, but I wanted to be like, <laughs> no, everything is. don't yes. bury it. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say don't bury it because everything that you put in the soil grows and gives fruit. And what fruit is that? Is it the fruit of pain that you experience or is it the fruit of a lesson learned that I I took away the the damaged parts and what's growing now is the lessons and the wisdom out of that. And so when we try to brush it off and act like it wasn't, that's not what forgiveness is. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is being conscious of the pain and the hurt that it caused and still choosing to move on from that and to take the lessons that you learned um, out of that. Um, and it's also not, and I mm-hmm. think this is part of um, where we wait for someone to reciprocate um, the forgiving or asking forgiveness, is that it's not um, automatically resuming your relationship. Um, yes, boundaries. You, boundaries. Mm, now, you yeah. had a great interaction um, with your ex, but that's not always true for no. everybody. And sometimes we have to assess, is this re-injuring me? And what do I need to do in the process? And forgiving someone doesn't mean that we reconcile. They're two separate things. And um, I have to assess whether or not that other person is in a place to ask forgiveness, if they're in a place where they are hurting and not conscious of it, or if they're hurting and they are conscious of it. (laughs) All of those, I don't need to reconcile or re-enter that relationship to forgive. Um, And that, I think, is where we get held up. Yes. We think that uh, we do have to do those things. And and then we go, well, we can't. We, we're not actually forgiving unless that mm-hmm. happens. And that's not true at all. And that's probably the number one conversation we have is really just defining forgiveness for individuals, but then sharing how we've walked through forgiveness yes. and what that looks like. Um, because we don't have a good perception of what forgiveness is uh, on a on a grand scale. Uh, the more I talk to people about it, the more I'll get the, wait, what do you mean? Like, doesn't it mean I have to do this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. No, not biblically. And I think sometimes too, another hard thing is that sometimes when we are walking this journey, um, we need to separate ourselves from people. And we don't always want to do that. And, 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 Becky talked about being re-injured, but sometimes you you have to separate yourself from people when you are healing and when you are growing, mm-hmm. because they're not necessarily growing the way that you're growing, yeah. mm-hmm. and they can um, they can like pull your little your little seedling that's popping out of the ground. They can just yank that out, right. and yeah. you don't Trample want it. that. Um, you want that seed that's growing. You want it to be strong. So when the time comes that, well, I can start spending more time with this person, um, they're not going to re-injure me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to set some boundaries on what's good behavior or, or what I will accept or how this interaction is going to go mm-hmm. uh, because if if that person has not gotten to a place of healing of their own, um, they're going to want you to stay where they're at mm-hmm. because when you start growing, I had this conversation with my son a few months ago. Um, when you decide that you need to start moving forward, mm-hmm. some people can't go with you. Um, they just, That's because good. if they see you moving forward. They want to. They want to stay where they're at because it's comfortable. Yeah. They don't have to acknowledge any hurts, any traumas, any, any, um, you know, things that have happened in their life. 
And so they're going to try and keep you where you're, mm-hmm. where, where they're at. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to separate yourself from those people. Yeah. Like a necessary it's, ending. Yes. Even if it's temporary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. while you're like, I love the analogy that you used with the seedling because I can picture just that little bit poking out of the dirt. And if that person comes along, mm-hmm. like you said, it would just get trampled or yanked out. Mm-hmm. And then you have to start from scratch. Right. You know, and so I think like that image for me is so helpful to imagine like, that's why it's important to have those boundaries and to be able to recognize, okay, this relationship isn't life-giving. This relationship is re-injuring or whatever the case may be in that circumstance. Yeah. And we can talk and have a whole other <laughs> podcast about boundaries yeah. um, and that what they look like and, and don't. And so I just want to reiterate that um, boundaries are just what we agree to um, and they should be temporary, mm-hmm. right? Because what we're trying to do is allow each other to heal and grow and then come back together so that we can grow together in relationship. Yeah. But it does take protecting that seedling mm-hmm. for a while until it's taken root so that now that we can come back together and grow in that. So we're not talking about complete um, cutting off of relationships, but yeah. I will say this, just like when you move to a new town, you have to make plans for that and have communications. Hey, we're leaving town. I got to give notice at work. I have to, right? Mm-hmm. I have to um, sell my house or let my landlord, I'm leaving. I have to pack up some things. I have to let my um, friends and neighbors know we're leaving, right? Others are going to be like, what happened, right? <laughs> and the same thing is true when you're growing in in your mental and emotional and spiritual health in that I have made a decision that I am going to go this other direction. So I'm, I'm literally moving from this house, this person, this place that I'm at, am and at to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But we don't think to communicate that with the people around us when that happens. Now, some of us do. We're like, I'm taking a stand and it's changing from <laughs> this day forward, right? My diet starts on Monday. Yeah, right. Um, but there's a lot of things in our mental and emotional and spiritual health that we don't necessarily say because we're uncertain about it. We don't know what that looks like. This is new territory to us. It's hard to explain because for a long time, we didn't even talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But how important is it to communicate those things because you're right as we move forward it's going to disrupt the people's lives around us when we aren't there every night um pulling into our garage when we're not mowing our lawn Mm -hmm. there anymore because we've moved on they're going to be like hey what's going on here and then think about um the hurts uh, of abandonment and isolation Mm -hmm. Uh, again you're seeing other people with compassion this may trigger that in them so and if it's not communicated, is that what you're saying? Like if so it's not communicated, then you can trigger those. We have those. to communicate. Hey, I decided I need to make some changes in my mm-hmm. life and this is the direction I'm going. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, hey, all you people are horrible for me. <laughs> you're the and you're bringing me down. <laughs> you're Stop the pulling me down, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that. Right. What it is is a communication of here is what I've decided. Yeah. Here's what I've discovered about myself. Here's what I need. This is kind of where I'm at. Right. Yep. And it has nothing to do with anyone else. And I know there's too many horrible movies about that. It's not you, it's me. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's the honest truth in that yeah. I have decided to focus on what I need to repair and to fortify and to grow and change in my life. And this is what it is. And I understand that that may mean that um, our dynamics change or, or our relationship change or my availability mm-hmm. changes because now I'm spending 12 weeks at a journey wholeness group or, you know, <laughs> like it's just changing. When I'm, I can't go to those places anymore. I, I can't go to, you know, I, I can't go out at night and drink because I that's that's not helping me grow mm-hmm. in what I'm doing, whatever that may be. Um, I need to spend more time at home. And so I can't spend time out all the time with you guys. I love you guys. You're my friends, but I can't mm-hmm. do that because I've decided right now I have to focus at home. When our friends know that, awesome. And when there are those who are like, mm, they're feeling that um, tug, that conviction to do those changes as well, but they're not ready to, mm-hmm. they then have the option and the choice and the ability to go, yeah, I'm not ready to go there yet. This is what I'm going to do. And it's not about any, there's no question. If we leave the question unanswered, right, then there's going to be questions. If we don't mm-hmm. provide the narrative, then the narrative's going to be filled in because we know that because our narratives get filled in if we don't take time to process them. Mm-hmm. And so 
out of love for my loved ones who maybe have hurt me, um, but who I want to forgive and I want to grow out of and I want you to have that opportunity as well. I'm going to communicate those things. I'm going to forgive you and release you from any debt that um, I may perceive that I have or that you have to me. I'm going to forgive that like God forgives that. And in doing so, um, I trust. So I want to point this out too, is that um, it doesn't mean that we're, when we when we forgive and we choose to go to our anger or hurt, um, our desire for vengeance, and I I relate to that term, right? Like that, those three words. <laughs> vengeance is the vengeance Lord's. is the Lord's, yes. and yeah. so I'm not giving up. I'm giving up my obligation to hold that person to justice, but I'm not giving up justice. Can and, you explain that? I want to know. Why. Yeah. <laughs> so in that, the venge- vengeance is the Lord's, right? Mm-hmm. I know I will hurt someone if I try to keep them to this bar of justice. Mm-hmm. I want justice mm-hmm. for the thing that was done. But I know in my in my flesh, in my humanity, in my errant ways, in my imperfect and brokenness, that I will go to a place that now I'm going to have to ask forgiveness from God. Mm-hmm. And okay. instead, I free myself of all of that. And if I give up my anger, my hurt, that desire, that doesn't mean that I'm giving up any um, tally, right? right. That, that justice will never happen. What I'm saying is I'm going to trust God to do that because he's going to do a better job of that. And and in hindsight, I know now that what I want, and this wasn't true when I started my mm-hmm. journey, what I want is them to experience the forgiveness of God as I have experienced it so that they can get to a place like mm-hmm. Trish did. So I love this because you might have expected her to go, well, I needed to forgive this person. She came in and said, I needed to ask forgiveness from this person. Yeah. And that doesn't happen in the front end of your journey, but it does happen at some point. And if I held on to that, I'm going to make them pay for this, I would have messed it up. I would have entered into a place that I would have been so remorseful Mm -hmm. and, and grievous about. And if I follow God's way... I get all of it, yeah. right? Mm. I get the freedom. I don't have any regrets, um, but I also get peace. And then I also get to rejoice in that day that I'm hopeful for that that will be reciprocated, but that that person will experience the full forgiveness of God. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, And that's a fair that we would like to share. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty side of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, like I said, it's... I had lots of desires for vengeance, <laughs> and I, I believed I was capable of yeah. like, <laughs> So I was like, thinking, because uh, movies always come up, I was yeah. thinking of Gladiator <laughs> yes. this week, <laughs> talking about, you know, yeah. unforgiveness and stuff, and that one part where he's like, I'm Maximus Decimus Meridius. What, what does he say? A husband to a murdered wife, yes. father yes. to a murdered son, and I will have my revenge in this life or the next. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like that one oh, line you remember. And some people, you know, when they're it like, comes yes. to, they're like, yeah. yeah. And people nowadays are like that too. Yeah. You know, how, mm-hmm. how can you forgive that person? Mm-hmm. But no, you it, see it, that it ends up in his detriment. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, what did that do? Um what did that do to him and his family and future? And um, and and don't get me wrong, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, get up! <laughs> uh, but in reality, if I look at it, and we mm-hmm. will do a series, of we have to journey to yeah. wholeness at the movie. Yeah, <laughs> at the I look at what that cost him. Yeah. His his life became singular and miserable and angry. And there was a moment of satisfaction and yet so much more lost. Right, right. And so much more regret. And so, and as much as I cheer for him when I watch the movie, I think about his heart and his mind and and how that impacted the people that he loved and the people that loved him. And and the cost is too great. Yeah. You want someone else to pay, but you end up paying mm-hmm. twice as much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the end, um, forgiveness is about helping you to heal. If And this is scientific. Oh, I could get into the science. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it, 
if your body is in a state um, where you are, <laughs> you have a volcano of cortisol um, and uh, and you've released all the stress hormones, it literally can't heal. And that's not just true of your physical body, which there's plenty of studies and examples of that, but that's also true in your mental and emotional and spiritual health. There are things that we don't see, can't see, but we feel the effects of all the time. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling the sting of the hurt? Are you feeling the rage and the anger and you can't pinpoint why you're so upset right now, why you're so anxious, why you're so fearful, mm-hmm. um, why you're angry? Did I say anxious? Or yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that just leads into um, so many other, it's just a domino effect. And so mm-hmm. forgiveness really is giving relief to your physical body, your mental um, space, your emotional space, and your spiritual. If you want, scripture says, forgive as you want to be forgiven, right? And until I do that, I can't be forgiven um, fully in the way that God wants to forgive me. And that keeps me separated from him. And so I'm not going to grow in the way that I want to grow. Um, but then it also helps improve other relationships in your life. And so talk about that for you. Uh, so I, I, what I think the beauty of it is, is that you start having these conversations with people and you start sharing your story and it gives them the hope that mm-hmm. I can get from where I'm at now mm-hmm. to that point of forgiveness. Um, it encourages people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we are always like sign up for a journey to wholeness group. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to meet people um, in those groups that have gone through the same thing that mm-hmm. you have gone through mm-hmm. or, or stories. I always, I'm always amazed whenever a new group starts, it's yeah. like, you know that first that first group and it's uh, that first night and everybody kind of gives that you know a little synopsis yeah. of what their story is and it's just like you could just see the pattern yeah. start coming together yeah and um, you're walking through with other people things that you've been through mm-hmm. um, and you share your stories you encourage each other. And you find that hope in that I can get from this bitterness, this sadness, this um, tension that I'm living in to freedom, peace, mm-hmm. uh, and and just moving my life forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I love to sit and have conversations with people and, and share my story and encourage them mm-hmm. that you can get there. Right. Yeah. I, I just love the clarity that it brings when we get together. And I know we've said this often, like we couldn't have aligned that group, you know, yes. like we couldn't have put that group together that way. And it's just amazing and how the stories align and coincide. And, and really uh, part of it is just that um, God is a God of order and he created and fashioned us in that order. And so once you understand, um, uh, there's a scripture that I even shared this past weekend, it talks about uh, the rhythms of grace, right? I love that one. Yeah. And um, when we can identify the rhythms of grace and that I see in your story um, already, I think facilitators are just like eager, right? And maybe mm-hmm. the group members don't see how the, the stories correlate, and and but we've been down that path. And so we know the direction we're going. And um, gosh, sometimes I wonder, we probably could just drop, all of that the first night and like <laughs> open up doors, but that's not the purpose. The purpose right. is for you to be able to walk that path and understand those things so that you can gain the tools that you need so that in the future, your relationships, you're quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, the path, you know how to recognize those things. You know how to go into them and press in and resolve them so that your relationships can dance in in the joy and the fullness that they're meant to be. Um, and <laughs> I think of that now as we look at our groups and I go, oh, it's just these threads mm-hmm. of the rhythm of grace, of, of how God created us in order for us to be able to understand ourselves. And as we understand ourselves, we understand him more because mm-hmm. we're made in his image. Yeah. And just how beautiful that is that God left us clues and signs and a pattern for us to find our way back to 
to him. And I think through forgiveness, that's the greatest gift of all is that when we forgive as God has forgiven us and continues to forgive us and will forgive us, um, we find his face and we find him in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's probably the most reassuring uh, thing about forgiveness is that I stop questioning um, the goodness that God actually created us all with, right? Uh, even even the garden questioned if God was good, if God was truly um, not holding out on her and whether or not he could be trusted or whether or not she needed to take things into her own mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know how that story goes, right? <laughs> and that's why stories are so important for us to share. If I don't know Eve's story and I don't know your story and I don't know your... I, I'm not going to see the patterns and the rhythms that God has right before us uh, that are for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, too, when we get into that whole place, when we're, we're um, in a healthy whole place, we can give and receive love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can give and receive constructive feedback. Yes. We don't take offense when yes. people uh, correct us. And we can correct others with love, mm-hmm. um, and we share our life lessons and our in, in our stories, and 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 that's one thing I love about uh, Journey to Wholeness. It's it's sharing that story. I want for the people that are listening um, not to be where I was yeah. seven eight years ago. Yeah. I want you to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. And so let that, me share some of my journey with yeah, you yeah. to help you along. Let the me way. Mm-hmm. let me. Do the 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 Mandalorian. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. Really, what's another shirt we yeah, should have? There's another shirt. The way, the truth. But really, what does what does that look like in like practically walking through what those steps are of forgiveness? Like you shared your story about mm-hmm. what that looked like for you in those moments and asking to be forgiven. But what does like what does that look like? And how to forgive. Yeah, what would you say the first thing is someone needs to do? It's a decision. Yeah. Is to make that decision. And yeah. in that decision, you may not want to, Yeah, uh, but do it anyways. Yeah. And if you have to get up the next morning and do it again, yep. do it again. <laughs> yep. have to um, choose. Be- I, I, I think for me personally, it was an instantaneous thing. I need to do this. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I, and I mean, if we're believer, God, I mean, he yeah. can, you know, Boom, you do what he asks you to do. It's healed. It's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes our feelings don't catch up with what we need mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in once you make that decision, and like I said, if you have to get up the next morning and do it again, right. and then the next day do it mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So you're saying it's not necessarily easy. No. Right. <laughs> you no. may not like it's a process. feel like yeah. doing it, but you need to mm-hmm. choose to do it. Mm-hmm. So that you can start walking that path. Yeah. And and depending on how you operate, if you're a very logical person, mm-hmm. um, you haven't engaged your emotions in that. Or if you're a very emotional person, you haven't engaged the logic, right? And what we're trying to do mm-hmm. in our journey to wholeness is to engage all the pieces of us um, to achieve and to get to the place we want to get to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know for me, um, being able to identify why I even needed to forgive. Like if I'm if I'm holding resentment or bitterness or hurt for a long time, I need to be able to identify like what is it that's hurt? What is it that I'm so upset about that has made has brought me to this place? Where did this first begin? And so often we ask you, um when was the first time you remember feeling this way, right? And we, we can say, well, it's all these things, right? But there's something at the root of that, the one place, there's one place in there that you have decided that you needed to build up walls around to protect. That's what we need to get to. Once you know what that is, we can start to walk back out of that. But until we do that work to understand where it is we've been and what it is we've gone through and what it is that we're trying so desperately in our anger or in our resentment or um, in our maybe um, like just strong 
interactions with people, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of nice ways to say it, um, <laughs> is that what what was it that caused this? What was the moment that it broke, right? Because we can endure a lot, mm-hmm. but there may be something. And what's very, what's real tough about um, when a loved one has hurt you is because you've been most vulnerable with them. So the wound is deeper, right? It's more tender. It's in a place that you don't just allow anyone to get to and to reach. And so the fact that you were betrayed um, and and hurt in a place that you are most vulnerable is why the wound is so deep. And so if the wound is deep, it takes a little bit more work to find where it is because as soon as it happened, you covered it up, bandaged it up, buried it, right? All the mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And now you're seeing the fruit of that, mm-hmm. uh, but you're not quite sure where you where buried the from. treasure. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> or when. Or yeah, how. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then then there's a belief that we've, um, we, there's something we decided as a result of that. Yes. I would never, or I am not, or it's... Um, this is the way it's going to be, or this is the way the world works. And now we're operating off of that in everything that we do. And then we replace it with the truth. And the first thing we do is we ask someone why, if we can't find the opposite statement of the thing that we've declared. <laughs> that we believe, yeah. right? But then um, I need to say that for myself. And then when I feel like I'm having trouble holding on to that that truth, I need to reinforce it with the word and to reinforce it with people around me who can uh, repeat that to me and reinforce that for me um, so that you can define who you are today. So this is the house I lived in before, but this is the house that I'm moving into. This is who I was and how I operated and the shades that I hung and the curtains mm-hmm. that I hung and the and the the couches that I set out and here's what it's going to look like going forward. My future, my happiness, my peace is not in someone else's hand because I know who I am and I know where I'm going. And then the last point would be repeat as often as necessary (laughs) (laughs) because Mm -hmm. sometimes like Trish said, you have to decide and choose that daily until you start to walk down that path naturally. That's right. Rewire your brain. Renew your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that scripture. Yeah. Yes. yes. So forgiveness is <laughs> for you. It is. <laughs> it's not yeah. for anyone else but you. And if there is ever a time to be selfish about taking something up, it's forgiveness. And you need to start thinking about it in that way. Forgiveness isn't releasing anyone from anything. It's releasing you from the hurt and the pain and the experiences you've gone through, even the deep ones, even by the ones that you trusted the most that you never thought would hurt you, um, you can recover from that. You can be in healthy relationships again. You can be free from unforgiveness. Well, that's awesome. There's a lot to think about there with uh, everything that you said and things to reflect on and really process through what that looks like in your life. So thanks for being here, Trish. Thanks for having me. It was super fun. Always enjoyed this so much. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode in our How Do I series. Do you have a question that you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. Comment and like this podcast and make sure to follow us on Instagram at j2wholenessgb. Thanks for joining us on The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. To learn more, visit our website at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, number two, wholeness.org. For more information about online courses, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats.